0: No Gods, No Monsters contains spoilers, profanity, and substance use. Hey, No Gods Pod listeners, we wanted to let you know that we are
1: now on Patreon. For $1 a month, you get show notes, a post-recording wrap-up, episode addendum, watch-alongs with us, essays, voting on films for the pod, and Charlie's film recommendations. You'll also be holding trivia session for the prize is parts of
2: Rabbit's uh, personal identifying information the his <laughs> security number uh, letters okay. and numbers from his address his birthday this isn't on the outline and, uh, we're really hoping to foster a community around the podcast okay. don't um, listen to him go to patreon.com make something special no, and have like, patreon.com
0: slash no god's trivia you winners come together and offering. pool Charlie, their information together
2: so yeah. they can piece together where they can find
0: Rabbit we hope you enjoyed the show oh support us on Patreon.
1: What part of your body would be better Mecha?
0: Is it Mecha-like in the movie where it kind of sucks?
1: It kind of sucks? (laughs) I thought it was was pretty cool. I don't know. Okay, okay, okay. That's like the first Gundam in a Godzilla movie. I thought that was was pretty sweet. I got to go hands, man. Yeah, big The longer I work,
0: yeah, I mean, just every day my hands fucking hurt. I would love to have hands twisting joints for me instead of me Mm. having to do it as fast as I Mm -hmm. possibly can
1: yeah that was that was my answer is i feel like mecca hands would not be sore yeah hands totally. and feet just made of steel
0: it would suck a lot to have metal hands though now that you know <laughs> like even this would suck i'm like poking my face It'd be a bummer too late but if i gotta be mecca i gotta be mecca you know
1: you gotta be mecca that's part of the deal yeah you gotta be mecca i'd go with heart so i have a
2: endless capacity to love wow <laughs>
3: good wow. choice bro kind of uh, inverting the trope there too of like the <laughs> the tin man you know love that totally. I feel like spine would be great or like back Oh yes. so like you like your back doesn't creak or hurt anymore maybe I'm Ugh. just saying that because I'm like maybe I'm showing my age but I'm just like that would be so chill to like not just have like a cyber back
0: oh, 100%
2: you're gonna make rabbit changes changes answer
0: <laughs> oh, for yeah.
1: sure. Yeah. You're a bad I didn't know guy. that was
0: an option. I'm in. <laughs> yeah.
1: Mecca lungs, so I could go back to smoking cigarettes. Again. Oh, mecca be...
3: lungs? <laughs> Are you kidding me? That would be cool as hell.
1: That would be so cool. Like,
3: I would start smoking. <laughs> yeah. Just if I had mecca lungs, because, you know, yeah. you could look like uh, Elliot Gould in The Long Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay. laughs>
0: Barta, you were cooler when you smoked cigarettes. We need to get that back. I know I was. That's like, the thing. Totally. It's like,
3: no one wants to talk about this, but like cigarettes are cool and vaping yeah. will never be as cool as mm-hmm. smoking cigarettes is. Yeah. And like we can I feel like as adults, we can have those two ideas in our head of like smoking is objectively bad for you. And like and it's really cool. Yeah. Um, totally.
1: It wasn't a thing I thought was cool until I stopped smoking. And then I was like, <laughs> wow, like every single TV show, every single like I I watched. um the first time i like really wanted a cigarette after not having it for like a year was going binge watching true detective and uh i'm like oh man these guys look awesome
3: <laughs> yeah there's a reason like i fully believe like there should be laws against Depicting cigarettes looking cool because they do look cool, sure. and like mm-hmm. it's yeah. gonna make people want to do it. We need like a Disney Plus, like you know, I feel like when they <laughs> when they like edit movies to like take stuff out that's like offensive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, just take out smoking and me. just like have them like holding like I I don't know what's something else they could have like a a Twizzler <laughs> or like <laughs> yes, like just a limp Twizzler, <laughs> or what just like hey. Like in the old days? Oh, that would be great, yeah. (laughs)
0: All right. Welcome to No Gods, No Monsters. We're the anti-capitalist kaiju and monster movie podcast in a world where no one's coming to save us. I'm Rabbit.
1: I'm Sweet Baby Charlie. And I'm Bardo.
0: And our guest today is Merit K. Merit, thank you so much for being here. Hey, thanks for having me. For folks who don't know Merit, she's a writer with a ton of articles on gaming, uh currently writing weird fiction and horror at otherstrangeness.com and on Patreon at patreon.com/meritk. I feel like a lot of our listeners would really like that stuff. Uh also your land party uh photo anthology coffee table book comes out in January, is that right?
3: Yeah, uh the anyone who like pre-backed it or whatever, uh that it should be coming within like the next week or two i think Uh um and then if you didn't uh get in on the pre-order there's going to be a retail version that comes out in january and i think you can like pre-order that version at like a bookstore or on amazon or whatever at this point but yeah it's like finally happening it's very exciting Hell yeah! Congratulations. Thank you. I was getting some
0: super nostalgic feels staring at uh, looking at that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I didn't even do a lot of land parties, but just thinking about gaming back then and just like hanging out with friends rather than everything being online. Mm-hmm. It's very cool time. Absolutely. Do, do our listeners know what a land party? I feel so old. <laughs> yeah. I know. Like I had a I know. God. discussion with a guy around a landline yesterday that made me think of this. Like I was going to a doctor's appointment and I called. Or they called me and the line was bad. And I was like, hey, dude, I think we need to do the call again. He's like, I'm attached to the wall. I can't walk around and get a better signal. And I was like, wait, do you not know that that's that like not all phones work like cell phones? You just (laughs) like, oh, shit, I'm so old. Anyway, LAN parties. You're connecting all your computers together with your friends and having a party. It's awesome. What an age. What a time to be alive. Uh, last thing, you penned a
3: Howard the Duck comic that's coming out. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. That's a real weird one. Um, <laughs> very cool, though. I, you know, I'm not a big comics person, but um, yeah, they asked me to write a story for Howard the Duck's 50th anniversary, which uh, the book comes out at the end of November. And uh, I have one story in that. Uh, Dan Cablesmith has a story in it. And there's a third one as well. And yeah, it was it was fun. I read a ton of How the Duck comics to like figure out who that guy is. Really, because I I saw the movie when I was like seven, and yeah. it really frightened me. And yeah. that's all I remembered about it. <laughs> so I watched the movie again and was like, "Hmm, this was the first Marvel movie, huh?" That's
4: <laughs> I mean, I, honestly, if
3: more of them were like that, I would probably be yeah. more on board. Yeah, uh, but yeah, no, I mean, he's a really interesting, cool character um, created by a really cool guy and uh yeah it was fun to to write some stuff and it was just really cool too to like write something like because i you know i've been a writer for for most of my life and i enjoy it but it's like another thing entirely to like write a script and then like have someone draw it i'm like wow you you like can make pictures that make people see the things that i wrote that feels to me like very advanced wizardry (laughs) yeah yeah uh so (laughs) yeah it was really That's cool it comes cool. out uh at the end of november it's i think it's just called howard the duck number one because comics yeah do that
2: i just want to jump in and say the weird fiction that you write on your website i just want to give my own endorsement of that i was yeah. reading a oh, thank you a bunch of that yesterday and i really yeah, enjoyed it uh, i'm a huge it's been fun weird fiction fan pretty much anywhere in my house there'll be some a book <laughs> of weird fiction around me like there's oh, cool. a collection of short stories right here. So anyways, as a big weird fiction fan, uh, I personally give my endorsement to
3: it. Yeah, thank you. It's It's been fun, and, like, it's funny because I only really started writing fiction this year, about a year ago. And uh, a lot of people don't still don't really know that I do it, so they'll, like, find a piece on my blog that's... I don't, you know, not all my stuff is written in first person, but, like horror i feel like can be really effective when it's in first person or it's maybe easier to do in first person um and so people will be like reading something and be like wait is this real <laughs> like, and then they get to the part where like you know reality is collapsing or whatever and they're like oh okay i guess yeah this is not a real story that, about something that happened on a forum 20 years ago but
0: <laughs> that's very cool
3: uh, also, really quick, want to plug
0: our own Patreon. Uh, you can check it out on patreon.com, no gods pod. And today we are talking about 1991's Godzilla versus King Ghidorah. Uh, before we get to that, just so folks who are following along know, next episode is my pick. Do y'all know what I'm picking? Have y'all figured it out yet?
2: Last time you said you didn't know, but my <laughs> guess is Werewolf in London.
0: Yes, I'm finally making y'all do okay. an American Werewolf in London okay? Uh, so that I can talk about Giorgio Agamben a little bit. Oh, uh, and then okay. we'll be following that up with more Godzilla, 1992's Godzilla vs. Mothra, the follow-up to this one. Uh, so first, Merit, do you have a history with Godzilla, Kaiju? What's your familiarity level? Uh,
3: I would say it's probably pretty average. Uh, of the newer movies, I've seen... I saw the uh, I saw Shin Godzilla uh, oh, a yeah. few years ago, which was, was great. Uh, I saw I think the second one of like the American remakes with uh what's his name in it briefly? Walter Grantson. White. Yeah, Bryan Bryan Cranston. Uh, oh
0: that's the first one, yeah. Godzilla, the twenty fourteen Godzilla, Right.
3: Yeah. And I thought that was like not as good. <laughs> um and Brian <laughs> Cranston sure. was like criminally underused in that movie. Yes. Uh, and, then and killed and killed yeah um yeah in terms of like older stuff i i haven't seen a ton i feel like i've seen bits and pieces growing up and i do have the dubious honor of having seen uh the was it 99 american godzilla <laughs> 98. movie yeah. i saw that in theaters and uh um, definitely yeah. went to a taco bell around that time and got like a kid's meal that had Yes! A weird little like toy associated with it. So, And I was a kid. I guess I didn't really know any better. And I was like, oh, this is a cool movie. There's big monsters. Um, Matthew Broderick Hell yeah. is there. That's fine. That was one of the um,
1: first movies that I saw as like, you know, I was 10, I think, when mm-hmm. that came out. It was one of the first movies I saw and was like, that was pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
3: Everyone has that thing, I think, right? Where like, there's a point where you're, when you're younger than a certain age, you're just like, this is the best movie I've ever seen. Uh, or like if something is bad You don't really have like the words to express it You're just like I don't understand this Like I'm something is wrong with me But then you get to a point where you're like Oh people made this and they did a bad job <laughs>
4: yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah and other than that um, I don't know Yeah I've just seen you know A few things here and there Obviously I was exposed to kaiju and like Takatsu stuff as a child of the 90s through Power Rangers and Han yeah. uh and and all his his projects but uh, that's about it so I would say I'm you know kind of a casual uh, kaiju totally. fan
0: this is a funny one to just jump into yes. from the Heisei era <laughs> yeah. um, and just for the record I was older than you then Barto, and I fucking loved Godzilla 1998 oh, so yeah. you had more refined
1: taste at an earlier age
2: I don't remember having much of an opinion on it they was like, okay, that was fine. Mm. And...
1: I was so excited for it. I was a big Godzilla, like a little kid. I was a big Godzilla fan, and I was so jazzed, and I was just so bummed by, by the movie I saw. I still bought all the toys and crap. I don't know why, but...
0: I didn't know there was like a real thing I was missing out on. Right. There. I was totally mm-hmm. unaware.
3: Oh, the only other thing is I definitely also watched a bit of the Godzilla cartoon oh, oh yeah. Wait, the,
1: <laughs> the one after the american movie like yes yeah yeah
3: the one that came out around the same time is like the the cartoon based on the movie evolution when mm, all american yeah. cartoons sort of looks like that one style like yeah. extreme ghostbusters
1: men in black
0: totally
3: men in black same yeah, yeah. uh that
0: show honestly fucking rules it's i think very it was good.
3: actually pretty good right like retrospective yeah. totally like looks at it or like this was not bad
0: yeah, it has a uh, in the. I have not watched in a long time, other than clips. But in the like Godzilla fandom, people are like, "This is far better than the than the movie." Oh. Um, I did want to ask about one of your tweets from last year, Merritt, where you said uh, <laughs> wow. padding my daily Wordle guides with several paragraphs of fan fiction of Superman rubbing Godzilla's feet. I was curious I if this that? is a, a real thing you were doing or was just a joke. <laughs>
3: feel like wow i feel like i when i used to use twitter i just went into a fugue state and would like oh yes just let Can it relate. channel out of me uh so are you
0: breaking the hard news to us that there's no actual fan fiction you've written about superman and godzilla I
3: feel like i may have done that i don't know because there definitely was a period <laughs> where like when wordle was huge uh every website even like like usa today every game website even like uh, totally unrelated sites were like we got to get some of that wordle traffic by doing wordle guides which is one of the most (laughs) depressing things i've ever heard but it was like you know you'd have like tit like hints like it's this word it has something to do with this and like progressive hints until it got to because some people were so obsessed with not breaking their streak that they were like oh i'm gonna cheat but it's like oh my no you don't get anything for that streak right (laughs) uh so I may very well have done that, but if I did, it's likely been destroyed by Oof. the uh, the owners of that site who uh, have taken down pretty much everything that isn't related to Destiny or Final Fantasy at this mm-hmm. point for SEO gotcha. purposes. So uh, my Godzilla Superman fanfic may be lost uh, like tears and rain.
1: He, he sent that tweet to the group chat, and I thought I was having a stroke reading it. Like I read it three times, so I don't I, know. Yeah, just I, means. I honestly
3: do not like. Sometimes people will bring up a tweet and I'll be like, "Oh yeah, I remember that." at This point I'm just like, I must have been just like, I don't know, like high on the job or something because I do Respect. not remember that.
0: Well, if you do find it, please keep us like of let us know. Of course, totally. Thank you so much, uh, Charlie. Do you want to tell us what this movie's about?
2: In 1944, a dinosaur allies with the Axis powers to fight America. This dinosaur would go on to be mutated by H-bomb tests and become the famous kaiju Godzilla that would spend the rest of its life ravaging Japan, possibly as a misguided way to atone for its sins in 1944. In 1991, a time travelers from the 23rd century visit Japan, telling them that they must go back to 1944 and prevent the dinosaur from becoming Godzilla by moving it to another area. Otherwise, Godzilla will destroy Japan. Back in 1944, they move Godzilla and they leave behind some cutie patooties named Do Rats or Do Rats. Do Rats? Do Rats. The H bomb test that originally mutated Godzilla now mutated the Do Rats into King Ghidorah, and the Time Travelers will use it to destroy Japan in 1991 so that Japan can never become the superpower it becomes in the 23rd century, a superpower that would eliminate any hope for world equality. Japan in 1991 feeds Godzilla a nuclear sub not of the sandwich variety. Godzilla then becomes superpowered and kills Ghidorah. Now Godzilla will destroy Japan if not stopped. One of the time travelers goes to the 23rd century to make a mecha Ghidorah out of Ghidorah's remains. Mecha arrives in 1991 to do battle with Super Godzilla. They both end up on the ocean floor. Godzilla wakes up and yawns. The end. (laughs) If you don't believe me, that's fair. But nobody actually knows what the fuck happens in this movie. It's Godzilla vs King Ghidorah, baby.
0: Yeah, I've seen this movie like three times and that was a pretty basic rundown and I'm still like confused for sure. (laughs) Time
1: travel. I I figured it out. I'm
2: sorry. That was a really bad synopsis.
1: No, (laughs) no, no. You you did it, dude. You you got the basics. So I realized the writing is so fucking clunky in this movie. Did you guys figure out that they didn't change the path?
0: They did. They They did. did. Sorry, dude. Yeah, if you watch Destroya, they clarify. I think I know where you're going. No, really? Yeah, I think I know where you're going. But where where are you going? Okay. We sh- are we diving in already I'm, or can I'm... we do our basic... We could, Just do we it.
1: With... Okay, we could... Do your thing. No, no, okay. Do your thing. So, they have this theory. They have a theory that this dinosaur on this island becomes Godzilla. Mm-hmm. That theory is wrong, but they don't really clarify that. They don't make that very clear mm. that, that that theory was wrong. And so... There was the Godzilla that attacked, you know, Godzilla 1984 was a direct sequel to the first Godzilla movie. It skips all the ones in the middle. At the end of the first Godzilla movie, Godzilla dies. He gets dissolved. And the monster that we see in Godzilla 1984 is the dinosaur that they move to the or to the Russian
0: submarine. Uh, oh, so you're <laughs> saying, okay, okay.
1: And if they had just left him there you know <laughs> so like this nothing. is like a
3: godzilla oh. alpha kind of like he's like a right a he's, secondary they made a second godzilla they made it's, a second godzilla right okay they so because played. it's
0: time travel this had already happened before, before we the watched first, Return yeah. of godzilla right 1984 it, and created the second godzilla because it wouldn't have been created by the h-bomb it was actually only created by the, okay
1: yeah i time mean is weird, it's weird man it's Fuck. a again like a, a stable time loop is what you well, call it. Like you can go and fuck with it all you want, but you've already done that, and so it doesn't matter. But whoa! whoa. But, but
2: they said that um, Godzilla didn't actually destroy Japan they, until the 23rd century or 20. They said Godzilla didn't actually revive until like the 23rd century, and that they lied about Godzilla destroying Japan in the 21st century.
1: They did. They did lie about Godzilla destroying Japan in the 21st century. But that doesn't. I'm confused the, where your confusion they didn't, is. They
0: didn't lie about him existing and knocking Japan around. They lied about him completely wiping out Japan, which has not happened in any of the. I minutes. thought they
2: said he didn't wake up till the
1: 23rd century.
0: No, like, no, because they still have memories of him. People know who he right? is. Biolante <laughs> is
1: mentioned. Like The only people who say travel shit, that, man. that he's not there is the Japanese self-defense forces. Those are the only people who are like, Godzilla's disappeared, but we know from the last movie that when he's like going underwater, they don't know where he is at all. And so, like, they're an unreliable narrator in this.
0: I don't know if if there's a deeper place you can dive before (laughs) than time travel mechanics that never make sense and don't make sense right off the bat, but I feel like there is a little hole uh, in that they talk about how this Godzilla is bigger than the one that they saw in 1984 because of the sub.
1: Well, because they crashed another submarine into him, that okay, the private submarine they crashed for which why actually I know why they have a private submarine, but we'll get to that later. But
0: okay, let's let's hit the brakes a little Sorry. and each give our general <laughs> thoughts on this movie. But I'm glad you could get that off your chest, Barto. I love your theory. Thank you. It's Fucking great. Love to see it. Uh, all right. Generally. Godzilla, first King Ghidorah, who wants to go first? What are your overall thoughts and feelings? Anybody itching?
2: Yeah, I I quite enjoyed this movie. It's my first time seeing it. I thought it was a lot of fun, even though it was very convoluted and confusing. And (laughs) I probably needed another watch of it before uh, recording a podcast about it. But uh, time travel stuff, cool. Terminator stuff, cool. Little monster dude's cool. Big monster dude's cool nuclear submarines cool mm-hmm. that's it, a cool movie that's Just checking that's boxes for you yes and uh king Ghidorah and godzilla look awesome in this i think i think it's some of the coolest looking kaiju we've seen so far
0: hell yeah
1: yeah cool looking movie uh we're all mr yaoi that's
4: what <laughs> i have to say Uh <laughs>
3: Call him, ask Mister Yaoi, he's your expert. Yeah. I know that. I guess that is a real name, apparently. Yaoi, yeah, um, which is different from Yaoi, which is like an abbreviation. But
1: oh, okay, uh, no, okay. Can that.
3: y'all clue me in? I saw this blue sky. What are you supposed okay. to call it? A ski? And I'm totally lost. <laughs> no. Uh, okay, Yaoi is basically just like a genre of Japanese like porno comics. That's like gay, okay. it's like gay guys, but it's it's Y-A-O-I, okay, and it's like an abbreviation um, for like Yamanashi, Ochinashi, Iminashi, which is just basically like, it's just trash, like it's like there's no my- meaning, there's no like punchline, um, <laughs> and it, it was like mostly written, or like written, or like drawn by women. So yeah, just the idea of like a line where someone's like "Call Doctor Yowie" uh, is, <laughs>
4: is very funny.
3: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, nice. But, but yeah, I don't know. It was like a really fun, fun monster movie. Like I said, I haven't seen many of these, but I like how weird it got. Um, the whole time traveling plot I thought was uh, like it felt like it was just doing a lot of like sci-fi stuff that was popular at the time, and I've th- mm-hmm. read something where the director basically said like the reason there's time travel in the movie is because he thought that back to the future two ate the previous movies lunch. So he's like, Oh, people, people want time travel movies. I don't know. I I don't know. Not, not the lesson there. He took was people want time travel movies, not people want a sequel to one of like the most successful popular movies of all time. Um, <laughs> uh, or that people want movies where I don't know, uh, People like come close to fucking their moms. Uh, Right. Thankfully, which is
0: why the grandfather line is in there, right? Yeah,
3: Yeah, he did it too. Uh, Because actually, yeah, they do. Like there is like romantic tension between them in the mm -hmm. movie. But then he's like, oh, I can't do, I can't do mom and grandparent, or like mom, mom and child. That would be too weird. So it's like great, great, great grandparent. Um, But yeah, I like the Futurians and their whole creepy vibe. Uh, the little guys, little gratuitous, cute, uh, critters. It's a lot to like, a lot to enjoy. Good, pretty good performances from the uh, the humans as well. There There is some stuff <sighs> that I thought was kind of weird. Uh, like, do the were the Futurian actors speaking Japanese? Or was it dubbed? Okay, because it it sounded like they had, like, German accents when they were speaking (laughs) Japanese. I mean, I know that the characters were speaking Japanese, but, like, the actors were, it it wasn't dubbed? I don't know, actually. I don't know. Because it sounded like these guys had, like, European accents but are speaking Japanese. (laughs) It was very strange. And then, of course, you get the Americans. And uh, (laughs) that was was a whole whole other thing.
0: (laughs) Hell yeah. Well, I... I feel like my views on this movie have changed a lot in the last week. This used to be, like, one of my lowest Heisei-era Godzilla films. I think I just... The, the first third is so convoluted and weird and goofy that I think I just was like, oh, this is just kind of a dumb throwaway movie and didn't think about it hard. And I I definitely thought it was, like, a super, uh like pro-nationalist Japanese movie, and now watching it a couple times, thinking about it, listening to a couple things. This is actually like one of the most interestingly political movies of the Heisei era. There's a lot tied into this movie that is very specific to Japan that I would not have picked up on at all, but Japanese audiences would, and we'll definitely go into that, but I... Like, I went from this being one of my least favorites to thinking that this movie fucking rules. It's really horribly written. There's a bunch of shit I don't care about, but there's also some sick-ass shit in there. Um, And I totally agree that, like, I don't know. I think of this as one of those movies that it's, like, an example of producers learning the wrong lessons from movies and just having, like, a bunch of weird, like, it's kind of like, you know, after The Matrix... Nobody was making cool philosophical movies about our existence. They were just doing the jump kick cool music <laughs> They're shit. Making
3: equilibrium or whatever. Exactly.
0: Yeah. And that's what this kind of felt like, except they weren't trying to hide it at all. <laughs> they were just like, let's just do lines from Dirty Harry movies and shit.
3: Let's do that. Uh, let's do Terminator. Let's yeah. do Back to <gasps> the Future. Let's, yeah.
1: Totally. Why did they do the Dirty Harry line in English? Like, that was so <laughs> weird.
4: <laughs>
1: oh, I didn't even notice
4: there there were that. There are
1: a couple of, like, English... Yeah. Just like phrases that were just thrown out. I don't know. I don't know. I couldn't find a rhyme or reason to it. Uh, It was almost all future people uh, dropping the lines, but yeah, very strange.
0: One thing we should mention before getting too deep is that uh, we've talked about this a lot, but uh, I don't know about y'all. I torrented this movie and I know my translation was different than a lot of people's because I keep reading like quotes online and hearing people talk about quotes that I did not have. So we might have some issues there, but we'll see. That's okay. Uh, is there anywhere that anybody wants to, like, dive into first off? Is there anything that's, like, you're itching
1: to to dive into? Maybe this is giving away too much, given away your position too fast. But it's really hard for me to not see this as, like, a very, you know, like, very nationalist and, and, and apologia for Imperial Japan to a certain extent. And, and uh... You know, I'm trying to think about it. Like, there are a lot of movies made about Vietnam where you know the American soldiers aren't just like monsters. But I don't know, it's very weird to me to to, like Germany never made a movie about uh, Nazis where they Mm -hmm. were the good guys, like after World War II. You know, as far as I know. (laughs) Let me
0: let me be clear. There is hella Japanese nationalism in this movie. There is hella like uh framing especially the world war ii stuff in a way that's like really trying to cover up what they're doing but that's not all there is there's actually some of the elements are actually kind of uh i think fighting against the rah rah like japan should be a world superpower stuff and that's more what i hadn't noticed before uh Hmm. if that makes sense yeah um I, I, I guess I want to give a little context because, uh, oh, we didn't do our resources and, and or references and sources. I want to mention that really quick. I listened to the Kaiju Transmissions episode. It's an audio commentary on this episode. I want to thank them once again for doing research. I never would have figured out or done on my own uh, and read a little bit of the Kaiju film, A Critical Study of Cinema's Biggest Monsters by Jason Barr. Forgot to ask earlier, did anybody else do outside research they want to mention?
2: I listened to some of that same Kaiju Transmissions episode, and then I meant to get the David Klatt's book, but I ran out of time because work sucked today.
0: Sorry, dude.
1: I read and took one fact from an essay on Godzilla verse or vs.net, uh, and then I also found some facts by... Uh, uh, uh Sterling St- Seagrave in his book Gold Warriors and also um uh, maybe this will come up. Uh Nick terse in his book Kill Anything That Moves, which is one of the most horrifying books I've ever read. Highly recommend.
2: I really that's been on my to read list for a long time.
0: Really, really
1: good. Damn, I don't think all three of us have ever done outside research before. This is true. <laughs> uh
0: <laughs> Mary, did you have anything or you you good?
3: Uh yeah, no, I'm good. I mean, I I read some stuff on like the Godzilla wiki, but that's it. just yeah. to, just to kind of get up to speed with like some of these guys <laughs> who I didn't really like know what their deal was, but hell yeah. Cuz I figure like an audience going to see this would like know who like Miki is, would know like yeah, totally. who King Ghidorah is. Like it was also kind of weird to me that like I might have missed something, but Ghidorah like I know he like basically this movie was like them being like let's bring back some older guys, right? Cuz yeah. in the last movie was new. Yeah. Uh, and then this one, they're like, "Oh, we need to like get people back on board because that didn- movie didn't do great. Let's bring, let's do time travel because Back to the Future, and bring back Ghidorah because he's like Godzilla's biggest enemy." Um, Nailed it. Exactly what right. they did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, but it was weird how just like when he first shows up, they're just like, "Oh, King Ghidorah is here." Yeah. Like, yeah. How do they know who that is, like yep. like the audience does, and are we just sort of like, "Oh, we know who that <laughs> is, Of course, they know who it is too, but it was just like, huh, all right, yeah, I mean, I don't really care. It's fine. <laughs> like someone just decides to name him this, and everyone goes along with it like
1: I, yeah, I had this similar in my mind, it worked with the writing of the story because like one of the very first things is this uh goofy man in a museum being like i saw a dinosaur once and then like <laughs> word just travels all over the place that like there was a dinosaur in 1944 yeah. just like all of a sudden all these organizations and people knew about that so i figure news is just travels in a different way in japan in 1991 mm-hmm.
3: well they got the high speed the... internet much more quickly That's than us right. so you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> Also,
0: the name, like, King Ghidorah as a name has always been kind of funny, but the idea that, like, <laughs> I, I was laughing at the idea that he somehow becomes king from, <laughs> like, being mutated by three Dorats, but also I was like, I guess we have this whole thing where you pull a sword from a stone, you're just king, what so I don't know. You fucking no, I know, right? <laughs> like, yeah, it is very weird. I feel like there is a strange, face. like, meta thread through Godzilla of, mm-hmm. like, It's almost like the people in Godzilla movies have seen the Godzilla movies and we're (laughs) supposed to assume that. I kind of want to talk about, uh, before we go too hard into the politics, I kind of want to talk about the Dorats and King Ghidorah. Because there's something that's been bugging me all week and I like, I gotta, I gotta release it. Um, Does that work for y'all? But it out, I guess so. I'm just tripping so hard. Okay, I think it's important to try to like, you know, you're experiencing a narrative. You want to like put yourself in somebody else's shoes. You want to like, like... I don't know, have empathy and think about what things are like for them. And I feel like I'm taking psychic damage by trying to do that with the Dorats. Like, they're three individual Mm -hmm. creatures that were created by humans for, because they're interested in the development of new life forms and can sense their master's emotions through empathy and are pets. And then they're melded together into one creature with radiation. But so that's like three consciousnesses that are connected. But then you also have a computer that's controlling them. So that's like a fourth thing that's in their head. And then a mecha gets added that's controlled. Like, what the fuck is it like to be King Ghidorah? I'm just losing it on that. I
3: mean, why do you think it's like trying to kill everyone all the time? It's in constant agony. (laughs) It's life is pain for King Ghidorah. (laughs) Like,. It just, it, yeah, it simply wants to... It doesn't even know what it's doing, really. It's just lashing out at a world. It's a child, but with, you know, powers of lightning and flight. And, uh, yeah, it's it's horrifying. It's horrifying. It's deranged.
0: I I actually envy it,
2: because it must be amazing knowing that you have a purpose in life. And...
3: <laughs> Your job is to uh, destroy Godzilla. I, I
0: do love that take that, like... Not only did they know that turning the th- like putting the three dough rats there and where the H bomb would be dropped would turn it into this form, but they knew that it would be such a weird existential like mind fuck that it would just destroy Japan. <laughs> That's yeah. amazing.
2: Do they have an explanation of why? I know they told them like what the dough rats were, but did they explain why they were taking them back in time with them?
0: Oh, you like... mean like did they like a lie?
2: Yeah. Well. Because... Yeah. Like. Yeah. Did they explain to the people from nineteen ninety one? I don't even know why the people from 1991 went back with them in the first
1: place. <laughs> That's you no, know, <laughs> yeah. The whole reason for them showing up in 1991 is 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 a little confusing to me. But I I thought about like when they when they introduced the Dorats. I thought about that episode of The Simpsons where um, Bart brings a a frog to Australia and then uh, he can't <laughs> leave it. You know, it's a completely unknown species and sending it back in time and how you know how bad that would be. It'd be especially <laughs> bad if they
2: created more doe rats and all those were transformed into Gitaros. So oh, yeah, that's like true. a bunch of guitarists. And if
1: they had little babies.
2: Yeah, that mm. would be Toho. You can buy it from us. It's a good idea.
0: <laughs> the only explanation Emmy gives is that like if we get stuck in a time vortex or something, they could comfort us.
3: Or bullshit something? that's just like the weakest lie <laughs> yeah. I was like this is really weird that what what are these things for and at first I was like oh they're just like a little cute guys that they put in the movie just to sell toys and like yeah totally. partly that and also partly it's just it's a fucking lie is
1: there a Dorat <laughs> yeah. toy a I, a for
3: a I bet there's Dorat like stuffed toys if there weren't when the movie came out then there absolutely are now there them. are now
0: and there weren't when it came out that's right yeah <laughs> oh
3: wow okay yeah, uh, they're not plush. Uh, which
0: is wild because That's... nowadays, like, if I saw a Dora, I'd be like, "That was for the toy," but right, I don't right. know yeah. what it was for. <laughs> <That's> so <laughs> weird. I,
2: I'm glad they did it though. That's all I'll say.
0: Apparently, they had like four different. Um, the, the the people who were doing the, like, oh, what's that called? Whatever. The sketches for what they could be had, like, four options, and this was the one that was supposed to be, like, the one they would obviously throw out, which I don't really get why you would have that, but the studio loved it and just did it. Um, <laughs> they're fucking weird little things. Yeah. Durable, I, I durable love Kremlin them. guys I, I want more of them. And they're like, where'd they go? And Emmy's like, okay. Don't worry about it. Yeah. And not only Barta, or I don't know who asked it, but the question of why the three people needed to come with them is at the forefront of my mind. And it's yeah. like you had nothing to do, you couldn't even notice some weird shit happening with these little freaks. Like, come on.
1: Yeah. Yeah. There's no reason I as far as I could tell, for the Futurians to stop in nineteen ninety one for their journey. Yeah, but why did
3: wait wait a second. Why did they take those three <laughs> I... people? Yeah. I
0: and Why'd they go to 1992, go tell to... them they were going to do it, then go to... None of it yeah. makes any
4: yeah. sense Wait, except that we're yeah. following yeah. our character.
3: <laughs> <laughs> they could have just done it. <laughs> they didn't need anything. Wait, did they not know... Did they know already know which dinosaur it was or where it was? Or did they need the 1991 people to find it?
1: They had the book. Yeah, I think that was in the book. They uh, had yeah. the book that the guy but, wrote. Did she
3: only write the book because they went back in time?
1: No, he was in the Ooh. process of writing the book. I guess maybe he yeah. only finished the book because they went That's... back in time. I guess maybe I don't know. Huh. Yeah, because he he yeah, was made... just like just
2: starting the book and just like proposing the book at that time. Yeah,
3: time, time so, travel.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's but yeah, that is it. Weird. Doesn't make sense. Yeah. I guess we should get into some of the the political background of this, um, unless someone someone has somewhere else they want to jump first.
3: I mean, can we talk briefly about the Americans or is that going to be part of this? Do No, go for okay. it. Um, because when the, when, it, when we get to the Americans, it's like the pr- production level drops to like, <laughs> drops by like several tiers of like, like they're extras that they got to say lines. Like it's bizarre. Like these guys are acting like, like. They've never heard of the human concept of acting before. <laughs> like, they're like, "Well, look, huh? A UFO. Well, take that, you dinosaur." I, I think and- they're
1: actual guys from a navy base. Oh, Usually, okay. they would do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that
3: makes sense. Um, I read uh, in an interview with um, with the uh, Omori who was saying like, because it was all about like, the c- the controversy of like, is this anti-American? Um, mm. And he said that like the American extras in the film had been happy about being crushed and squished by Godzilla. (laughs) But yeah, like the whole bit where they're like standing on this this aircraft carrier, this boat or whatever, and they're like, wow, a UFO. Huh. Well, I'm gonna uh, think about this for a while. And the other guy's like, well, you can tell your kids all about it. Major Spielberg.
4: (laughs) It's like, whoa. Damn, that's
3: Steven Spielberg's dad. Um, Like, (laughs) and he's going to do like close encounters of the third kind after seeing the future UFO
1: which is like totally. a a funny it it made me laugh because this was also like 4 years before Jurassic Park came out and this like
3: what oh yeah god and,
1: you know it's like he could have also told him about the dinosaur you know and you know, yeah but...
3: like Steven Spielberg saw this and was like this gives me an idea yeah. dinosaur <laughs> it was so not subtle it was
0: so over the top yeah. i just really wonder what audiences thought were was anyone like oh, or was it <laughs> just Mr. Spielberg. ridiculous but like spoiler were, this was is Jaws why I...
3: really big in japan or something like was it yeah. was at like huge in japan oh maybe. must have been must have been yeah i know this director
0: loved american movies mm-hmm. um but this is why we covered Close Encounters of the Third Kind last episode, and I was begging Barto to pick a Spielberg movie for this for this sweet moment. And what payoff!
2: <laughs> yeah, what a payoff! Yeah, <laughs> incredible payoff.
0: <laughs> oh, it's so hurt. bad. <laughs> and like the. I don't know. I don't know how to describe what I'm trying to say in an okay way, but like one of them was like so effeminate it felt yeah. like he was from like yeah. an yeah. acting class I or something. Like where fun it, of the where Navy. he <laughs> wasn't.
4: Yeah,
3: yeah. This felt like like this to me. Like you know, I guess some people in the '90s were this is anti-American. The part where like the Americans get beaten by a dinosaur is less anti-American than like the depiction of like the <laughs> Navy guys is just like yeah. bumbling effete morons. Yeah, <laughs> I,
1: I had this like. I'm like, "Oh, this is like the uh we have like the noble, brave Japanese Imperial Army guy versus the gay sailors from the <laughs> uh, yeah. from the USA." And totally and uh yeah, I don't know. That that I, I wouldn't call it anti-American, but it was yeah, it was yeah. a weird vibe. Yeah.
0: There was the weird moment at the end where they suddenly made like So we have all these depictions, World War II flashback, no context, no mess, like mentioning what the Japanese were fighting for or who they were allied with, just they're the victims hiding in a cave and the Americans are fucking firebombing the islands to kill them with better technology. Not a great look. And then the dinosaur, just nature incarnate, decides to defend Japan instead of the Americans. But then those two Americans come back and they're like, the Japanese are in the same position we are. Yeah, looks like the island needs scientists more than American military people. Let's go. It's like what is this mix of? I have such that, mixed messages.
2: That's one of my favorite lines in the movie. Uh, I love we that we laugh so hard.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I just love uh, take that you dinosaur. Yeah.
4: <laughs> <laughs> totally.
2: <laughs> but yeah, I love how they're not that uh, amazed that they're being a dinosaur, and they're just immediately like, yeah. Unload on it, unload on
3: it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it would work, it's a dinosaur, like guns would work.
2: Uh, yeah, yeah, but I, I guess I'd be like, uh, should we contact
0: like the they've General already and seen see a UFO this day? This like, dinosaur. <laughs> <I don't... laughs> They weren't that surprised by the UFO or the dinosaur. Like Even yeah, the UFO, no. it's like, do you really think they'd believe us? We'll call it our secret. And there was no, <laughs> <laughs> there was no like, holy shit. Should we think about stuff?
1: Did you guys notice that the dinosaur made Gamera noises? No. It was like, Gamera, it was, the giant turtle noises? Yeah, it was definitely mm-hmm. uh, Gamera noises. That was that was the sound of the Godzilla
0: That's just another
2: feather in this movie's cap.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: but yeah i the the world war ii flashback it is very i don't know you have like a rousing speech from shindo believing in victory and fighting for a country with no mention of anything and then you just have this this and like don't get me wrong i love anti-american shit i love watching the american soldiers get slaughtered but in the context of world war ii the <laughs> beach just covered yeah. in bodies and the the, the like, yeah, the dinosaur defending the Japanese is, it's a, it's a move for sure. It's an interesting move.
1: Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. Again, I, I tried to like contextualize this sort of chauvinism with like any number of American movies, uh, sure. like uh, set around, uh, atrocities that we are responsible for where we are not really given our due criticism from those atrocities. And, um, uh, the Japanese Imperial Army, like, you know, they were basically at war from like eighteen ninety five to like to nineteen forty five and they killed like fourteen million people at at the high end. Like yeah. 10, 10 million, you know, like it's like really hard to like I don't know. I don't know how you sit with that. And committed so many just complete atrocities. And oh, yeah. Ends.
2: And I mean the Imperial Army was doing uh like horrible, horrible experiments on uh humans, um just some of those evil stuff imaginable on living humans, and yeah, what is that unit seven o one or whatever yeah, yeah uh, yeah
0: well, and i I feel like. I guess enough time had passed. So, like, we watched. I think the last movie we watched that's kind of part of the Godzilla canon that goes back to this time period was Frankenstein Conquers the World, which <laughs> directly ties. Uh, the japanese to hitler and somehow frankenstein it's a whole thing but like it's very very much like an apology for this Mm -hmm. and then we get to this point and it's like far enough along i think omori the um the director it seems like when people ask him about this he just didn't think about it that hard he was like he has a line what was it he said something like uh Oh, I mean, there's so many movies where the Americans kick everybody's ass. Mm-hmm. I thought it'd be fun to see the other side for once. <laughs> it's like, would that be fun? I you don't know.
4: know. Just,
3: I mean, the, the equal other side in is conflict that who even remembers what it was about? Like, yeah. right?
0: <laughs> and there's something about putting a dinosaur there that makes it feel even more ancient and like un- <laughs> like there's no ripple effects to today. And we don't have to worry about this stuff. It was so long ago, but it was like 40 years or something.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Not not my favorite decision that uh Toho <laughs> has made over uh their their career. You know, again, Toho is not known for any sort of like tact or subtlety in in any thing that they I think they've ever done. And um uh so yeah, they didn't do this very well.
0: Well, tying in with this, I do think there's some interesting stuff about how the Japanese in nineteen ninety two were characterized. Like Which also adds to this. It's not me yet being like, wait, look over here. This is like adding to the Japanese nationalism. But there's definitely like, I think the government is shown to be pretty innocent and naive. Like the Futurians come Mm -hmm. and they're like, we're from the future to help you. And the government's like, okay, cool. (laughs) I like how. It reminded um, me of.
2: Oh, sorry. I I just, I love how the uh, they come in a UFO and they, they meet while they're holograms. And then the next day when they transport there, they're like, Oh my god, they transport here. They must be from the future. Yeah. <laughs> they it's it's not when they've come in on a UFO and yeah, we're holograms. It's it gets to the point where uh yeah. The, the UFO also themselves. like blows
1: up some helicopters and stuff too, right? Yes. It was weird yeah. how they immediately capitulated to that, to the <laughs> um interests of the people in the UFO.
0: It reminded me a lot of uh, Shin Ultraman, which came out last year, where, you know, a person from space comes and tells them the plan, and the Japanese government are just like, okay, yeah, okay. And then it turns out they have <laughs> ulterior motives. And we've talked about this before, but that was kind of a big political move uh, of movies at around this time and the decades before of, like, it not directly saying, like, Oh, World War II wasn't our fault. But but being now that you have the USA, you know, towering over you with all their bases kind of acting like Japan are just these weaklings. They just get pushed around. We don't even know what we're doing. We can't be held accountable. We're just following the rule or like what people say. And I felt that a lot in this movie.
1: Yeah. The future, though, of the all powerful Japan that takes over the world and no one could stop them because Mm -hmm. they don't. Have access to Japan's one weakness, nuclear weapons. And uh, <laughs> interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It was like <laughs> a weird idea that, to you know, like, and it, it felt like it was playing on, I know in the early 90s, there was sort of like an anxiety from the rest of the world that Japan was like their economy is growing a whole lot. It's going to be, mm-hmm. before it was going to be the, the Chinese century, it was like, looking like oh it might be japan that might be the mm-hmm. you know yeah. and i it seems like they're just sort of like leaning into that and being like haha we're gonna you know <laughs> <laughs> so okay let me go into this history
0: because this is where my my take on the film comes from but yeah so there's there was a financial bubble in the 80s that ended in around 1991 in japan that was like insane like hard to articulate how like there were literally headlines around the world about is japan gonna buy every country like Mm -hmm. at one point like 10 percent of uh britain's bank loans were made from japan like they had their hands in everything and were buying tons of overseas assets and like it, it yeah it was like a financial bubble and the weird thing though is Kind of ended in like late 1990, early 1991. So this movie actually came out right after it kind of was over. Like at the time this movie came out, something like thirty Japanese banks were like close to for like uh, crashing and closing, which had never happened since 1945. Like no Japanese bank had ever failed. Um, it was like a gnarly time, but also I I guess the sentiment at the time was, which I can definitely. Identify with this as an American of like it's not really crashing. You all don't understand. We're gonna be prospering forever. This is just a hiccup. Um, but like we've all seen Blade Runner, like everybody thought Japan was gonna mm-hmm. be like the main thing, you know. But I kind of think this movie is actually criticizing that and warning against that. Yeah, go on. Um. Well, okay. So you have the character of Shindo, right? shindo is the man who makes the speech to godzilla's die or godzilla sources dying body uh and he also makes the speech in this is in world war ii like the rousing speech whatever and then he's the man who rebuilt japan's economy blah 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 (laughs) this one guy (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) totally Uh, who
1: also loves dinosaurs like
0: so and he also owns
2: the company that has a nuclear sub uh-huh and The privately owned nuclear sub. They said in the go into the 23rd century is like one of the major companies in Japan.
0: Totally. Which by the way, Japan was caught having nuclear weapons offshore in the 80s and it was a huge controversy.
1: Oh really? Um, Yeah. Wow, I did not know that. So the note I read about this was that the J because they started working with the Japanese self-defense forces like the Toho did and they yeah. said they strongly suggested that even in fiction the japanese military should not have nukes and so like which was the original plan for this movie and they're like okay well we'll give it to this private corporation cuz that's less weird
0: for <laughs> <Totally>. some reason
4: <laughs>
0: so uh some context before i go into uh uh shindo too much when Godzilla comes back and is all big and he, like, he fights King Ghidorah the first time and then he's just destroying the shit out of buildings and y'all know that red tower? Do y'all know what I'm talking about? Is that? There's, like, a big red tower he's attacking. That was a fairly new tower in the Sapporo Financial District, like, the main area where all the money was in mm. Japan and that tower was called by people Tax Tower. It was, like, it's, like, slander is like, Slander's name or whatever it was Tax Tower because... It was like a derogatory term for all this new built up stuff that all this new money and big corporations who are part of this bubble were creating. So when Godzilla is just like wreaking havoc on all the shit, everyone in Japan would be like, he's destroying the financial center. He's destroying Wall Street. <laughs> it would be re- di- very different. Yes, than Godzilla, like,
3: destroy Wall
4: Street.
0: <laughs> yes, exactly. Totally. So that for me is a big... Uh, thing that I fully would not have noticed watching this movie. No. Yeah.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: No. Um but yeah, I just think that Shindo like Shindo kind of represents the 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 corporations who suddenly have all this money and influence in Japan to the point where they have friggin nuclear subs. And then Shindo has this like Godzilla Saurus saves Shindo and Japan, right? And he's like he saved me. And so he saved me so I can, you know, do this Whatever, like uh, invest in Japan and make this like huge bubble, blah, blah, blah. But then when he faces off with Godzilla again, like Godzilla is still saving Japan by killing him like and he recognizes it right he like like he's the problem the huh. over the overabundance this bubble is a threat to japan and at this time in the early 90s the people are feeling that and they have a, you know derogatory name for the for the tower and everything so when he stares out uh the window and is in is like facing down godzilla and then nodding i take that as a continuation of his prayer to protect japan a continuation of his like Like I recognize that I'm actually the problem. We have these nukes. We have this stuff that's like going to lead to and it's so hard to keep track because this stupid time travel bullshit. But it's like (laughs) oh in the future if we keep going Japan will be so big it'll take everything over and then everything will be terrible so we need to fix it. So he's like oh I'm recognizing that protecting Japan means killing off me. Killing the corporate Mm. greed and like the blah blah blah. So that's how I read it.
1: Interesting.
2: I mean on the Kaiju transmissions they said that um when they interviewed the director i mean he said he uh he didn't see the futurians as villains he agreed with their overall aim of making sure japan wouldn't become a superpower oh
0: so which is so funny because did you see the futurians (laughs) right (laughs) (laughs) like this movie it it's it's so funny to try to break down a movie with all these like deep concepts and shit because they're like write a script fast, film it fast and like the creatures mm-hmm. are just cackling and clearly evil to me. <laughs>
4: right, yeah.
2: <laughs> and they're like so cold and like mocking to Emmy who is sensibly one of them. <laughs> like and they just treat her like like dog shit uh and yeah, they, they come across as such just evil caricatures, but I guess um, he agreed with their aim. I don't know.
0: I want to ask about the Futurians. They're so fucking complicated. Like, my Futurians plans part of my notes is, like, over a page because I don't understand. <laughs> like, Emmy is try like... Okay, Emmy says that they were all part of the equal environmentalists of Earth. We are a grassroots group. We want to equalize the power of the nations. Many people from around the world join us, blah, blah, blah. And they stole time machines. So these are eco-terrorists who stole time machines but then never mentioned the environment again. Is that what I'm under-
1: Yes, correct. Yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> okay, based, I guess. Uh, yeah, and then I don't really... like Emmy, I think, is the biggest confusing thing in this movie. Um, I think it was really smart that when she turned good, they gave her a leather jacket and she looked super cool. <laughs> because that... Made things pretty easy for us. But, like,
1: yeah, she's all over the place. Yeah, there's no, like, event that that signifies, right. like, a change of heart. Like,
3: Right. Mm-hmm. She doesn't, like, go through character growth. She just kind of, like, is, like, I changed my mind. Like, yeah. And yeah. another in another movie, we might have had her have some, like, reluctance at the earlier stages. So we would, like, yes. see, like, oh, something's happening here. But I think, basically, it's just, like, oh, she's Japanese and uh right doesn't want to destroy the country that she comes from with Godzilla.
2: Yeah, I don't fully really understand how they sold this to her in the first place because <laughs> they're going back to right. get her to put the the dough rats there. She knows that they're making King Ghidorah out of it, but then she's surprised that they're destroying so much of Japan with King Ghidorah.
1: Yeah, it it I, seems I, like they I could guess... have they could have thrown in like a you lied to me somewhere yeah. but there wasn't they just but, forgot
0: yeah it's like did she want them to destroy some of japan with king Ghidorah, but yeah. they were like then blackmailing with it like it's so confusing i've watched this movie multiple times listened to multiple <laughs> breakdowns and i don't know exactly what's happening there's that one shot of the computer where it's like we will use our computer to end this if the japanese government agrees to our terms what terms what are you talking about?
4: Yeah, unclear. <laughs> I have no
0: idea. Yeah, I, I didn't.
2: I don't know what that computer was because then they talk about like, and then they're gonna give. Yeah, they're gonna give the computer to the Japanese government, and then at the end, when Emmy and um, I don't know what the guy's name, Te- Terazawa or something, Tekazawa the guy who wrote the book, uh, Terazawa, yeah, they like yeah destroy it, and they're like, oh, we destroyed the computer, and they're like, ah. You fool! We don't actually need the computer because <laughs> yeah. Godzilla's gonna destroy <laughs> Japan anyways. I, I don't know. I just thought both times I watched this, I completely missed what the fuck this computer was. But...
0: It's
1: what's controlling King Ghidorah. I think. Yeah. Mm, okay. I think.
0: Which how?
1: But yeah. Okay. I mean, with in computer. the in the old movies. Okay. Okay. The computer
3: with computer. <laughs> yeah.
1: The, I mean, the, which is one of the things I kept thinking about. For this movie, was, this was the most Shou- Showa era movie of the Heisei era. Like it, yes. you know, there's like aliens that come down. There's like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, a, a leader meeting them. And, you know, like that uh, that scene where he goes to shake their hand and he goes through a hologram. He's like, whoa, you know, is like a like a very old Godzilla movie kind of vibe. And, uh, you know, controlling okay. Ghidorah with computers, even, you know just they just have mind control technology or whatever and you know like sort of all of these kind of silly silly plot things and are like very reminiscent of yes a movie from 30 years earlier
0: and like this fake unnecessary urgency of like ha 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 we have a way to transport out of here but there's a 20 minute timer if we <laughs> yeah. do like what are you what are you doing yeah it felt like a fourth draft script that like not the the same person never looked at it like it just mm. kept going and
1: they just mm-hmm. had to bust it out yeah which is fine because i okay. still liked
3: this you oh, know like oh I know, so I'm, I'm, I'm happy
1: that it's that way i think okay. that makes it really better
3: <laughs> i mean it's fine it, it is just it's kind of like incoherent
2: little. um and it yes. makes
3: it hard to like to talk about the politics of this movie because I'm not sure the director even knew what they were, um, <laughs>
4: yeah,
3: which totally is probably either. true in a lot of cases, but like especially in this movie where it's like like w- because like the the central like plot of the villains is so needlessly convoluted and yeah. contradictory that like okay, like because because okay like just to oversimplify, right, but like Godzilla often is like a representation of like science gotten wrong right of like man's control Mm -hmm. over nature failing and like you create godzilla through nuclear disaster except in this movie it's like okay so science science is bad because it creates godzillas but science also creates gatoras which is also bad but also creates mecha gatora which is (laughs) very good good. (laughs) yes so it's like what is ah, like godzilla doesn't feel like it doesn't like really represent anything in this movie um except for maybe just like this yeah like kind of like a at the economy maybe i don't know yeah
1: (laughs) yeah he's popping the bubble that's uh, right godzilla (laughs)
3: is the economic bubble like he he helped japan rise to prominence after world war ii and then (laughs) (laughs) collapsed spectacularly yeah i i
0: i agree i i do think though there's a little bit of an attempt to use Godzilla because they talk specifically about how this Godzilla is worse because mm. of the corporate attempts to right. stop it or whatever, the corporate subs. So the fact that like Right, because it was already bigger.
3: irradiated by like the Russian sub or whatever.
0: Yeah, or what
3: they like yeah. double irradiated it with like the mm-hmm. the corporate nuclear sub?
0: Yeah, so like I, I forget what the line is, but there's something about how oh, it's bigger now. Like, there's one line about uh, you nu- uh, Wilson says, you nuclear fanatics have made a Godzilla more powerful than in the 21st mm. century. He will destroy Japan. Yeah, yeah. And so I think the idea is that, like, there are bad influences that are part of our history, but, like, the this new corporate bubble are making them even worse.
4: Mm-hmm. And
0: that's kind of what Shindo is facing down. But it's so muddied with, the like... By the time I get to that part of the movie, it's I'm like holding my eyes open trying to pay attention to dialogue because there's been so many loops and things I can't. It's a weird one, and it on the surface you're like, dude, this movie has dinosaurs, UFOs, mentions of ESP, Godzilla, a Mecha King Ghidorah. It's got all the stuff, but it is it uses them all pretty weirdly. Yeah, also,
1: yeah, just kind of clunky, kind of clunky. Yeah. It's like putting square wheels yeah. on a car is is sort of how it felt the whole way. Like, the car looks great, but like.
3: <laughs> yeah. yeah. This doesn't true. really go anywhere. Or like, <laughs> doesn't go where you'd expect, certainly, or where <laughs> logic would dictate or near totally. to structure.
2: <laughs> Sometimes and you like just want to look the... at a car, though.
3: That's true. <laughs> yeah. You just
2: want to look true. at a car.
3: Yeah. You don't need to go anywhere. Sometimes yeah. you want to look at a
0: car wreck. Yeah, I think the pieces about the corporate stuff, to me, feel kind of like they thought about it, and then the pieces with World War II don't fit with that. It's mm-hmm. so strange.
3: That feels like the time travel stuff was, like, tacked on. Like, yeah. Like, that, getting back to that point about, you know, thinking that Back to the Future was, like, did did better than Biolante. and so they're like, maybe we could, like, add in a time travel plot to this or something. Um, yeah,
1: I wonder how far along they were into into this film when they were like time travel we're also doing that. I, I don't know. I'm not, it, it feels both central and tactile, yeah. you know, it's, <laughs> it's both of those things.
0: I know they originally started writing a Mothra movie and then worried that people wouldn't be as into Mothra because like women were more into Mothra and men were more into mm-hmm. King Ghidorah and more men were seeing movies now or something. And so like they changed it. So I feel mm-hmm. like they got, some pretty basic things like King Ghidorah very late (laughs) in the process. Mm -hmm.
2: King Ghidorah versus Mothra movie.
0: Oh, you got to watch GMK, dude. That's the one. I've seen it. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Well, I don't know. I don't have a bunch of other... I feel like we've covered the main stuff. Is there anything else jumping out at y'all that you want to talk about before we get into our, uh, our
1: closing up stuff? I mean, can we talk about Mecha King Ghidorah and just, like, I I thought that was so fucking cool. I thought he was awesome. I can't believe he's only in this thing. Yeah, he he sort of felt like I I was looking at him, and he like he he shoots his little like uh, hooks or whatever they are into Godzilla, the electricity things, and then and then the the big hook. And I thought this is a fetish guy. (laughs) Like that's what that's what Ghidorah is. But it, like a very cool one. I, I don't know. I thought it was just like great creature design. Also just like look. I mean, the he just looks better than he's it ever looked really in, this, cool. in this series. And also
3: just like the idea like that when they get to the end and they're like, okay, shit, Godzilla just killed Ghidorah. Like, what are we going to do? <laughs> and they're like i'll tell you what we're gonna do we're gonna go to the future reconstruct (laughs) him as a cyborg then bring him back to the past it's like okay no it was all worth it i take everything back i said about the time travel aspects of this movie because like that is fucking genius yeah hell yeah sometimes you just want to
2: look at a car with square wheels
3: yeah (laughs) that came from the future (laughs) and was turned into a cyber car
0: Uh, (laughs) yeah I love that uh, Mecha King Ghidorah has like the two yellow lightning breasts and then the one like blue and red or whatever it
1: is. So cool. And that they turned that android who was once a character <laughs> into his onboard computer. Oh, I didn't like, catch that. Very funny to me. Just like, yeah, you don't get a body anymore. Yeah. <laughs> but you, you get are... a body.
3: It's a gigantic three-headed lizard yes, flying dinosaur body. Yeah, you a better body, baby. He's like, all right, I will be a giant lizard now. I'm tired of running like a Terminator. <laughs> I love that
0: Emmy when she's piloting him, I don't even know if she's where she's piloting him from but has like the classic Star Trek problem of no seatbelt and sparks flying everywhere mm-hmm. and is just like let loose around the cockpit. It's very good. <laughs> I mean, we didn't even really talk about the monsters enough. King Ghidorah looks fucking awesome in this. Mm-hmm. I think the original King Ghidorah with his heads flailing like on puppet strings is a little better just because it's so chaotic. Yeah, I miss the but. It's freaking cool. There's so many cool shots of him destroying the city that, yeah, like his shadow going over the city, blowing up those fighter jets. Very cool.
2: Into it. Yeah. Ghidorah looks amazing. Uh, Mecha Ghidorah looks amazing. I think Godzilla, this is one of the best Godzillas I've seen. I I think
1: the monster action in this in general just looked so, so good. This this era was like, I had a, uh, a Godzilla toy as a little kid, that was like this sort of couple of movies, uh, Godzilla. So this is like what Godzilla looks like to Hell me. Yeah. And it's so nice after watching like 18 or 20 movies or whatever. How I don't know how many there are in the uh, Showa era, but finally getting to like, oh yeah, I remember this guy. <laughs> this is like, yeah, looking like big animals. Yeah. Like, not a guy in a suit. I
3: like the Godzilla-saurus, too, because when it shows up, you're like, wait, that's Godzilla? That's what Godzilla looks like in this movie? And then you're like, no, that's like the shitty pre, like, pre-Godzilla, like pre so that he looks that much cooler when he shows up. It kind of reminded me of um, in Shin Godzilla, yeah. when he shows up as like a sad fish. <laughs> and it's just like, wait, what? Why the fuck is that Godzilla? And then it's like, oh, no, it's he's digivolving into uh, his champion form. Hell yeah. I did have a I did have a
1: thought while watching this movie that like the Japanese army leaving Godzilla or Godzilla Saurus lying to die on that island after he just saved all their lives is a very like I could see um a therapist talking to Godzilla <laughs> in the nineties being like, tell me about your father and you know like as like a reason he has then gone to Japan over and over again to fuck it up.
0: (laughs) That's great. Um, did, Did I read this wrong or did Godzilla get electricity powers from King Ghidorah? You know what I mean? Like there's suddenly electricity on him and he like blasts King Ghidorah off. And then in the end credits when he's just like, we're just watching him drown the whole end credits. I don't really understand. He has like electricity pulsing from him. And I felt like he got mm. that from King Ghidorah, but it didn't seem super clear.
1: Oh, oh no. I
2: don't know. He was drowning. Yeah. I thought he was like waking up and being like, I'm still sure. here, baby. <laughs> <Yeah>. But he's <laughs> underwater with
0: electricity. Weird. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Huh. Um, I don't know. I, cause also he was super powered. I don't know the superpowers have to do with that or we re- re- got from King Ghidorah. I don't know, but I'm glad he has that power.
1: Hell yeah. You get as many powers as you can, buddy. <laughs> it was pretty gnarly to watch the, the bubbles come out of his mouth. Yes. I know it's foam, but uh, the bubbles coming out <laughs> of his mouth, and, you know, it's, it's that to him. Yeah, I don't, I don't know exactly what he did to get Ghidorah off of him, take his electricity powers or whatever, but it was, like, very satisfying to watch. It was uh, a cool battle.
0: So... Okay, I sent this poster to y'all in the chat. Uh, the the Heisei posters are very cool. I like them all. Um, but I kind of got the vibe in this movie. There's like a point in their first fight where they're kind of just cuddling. Like Godzilla's <laughs> up against him and Ghidorah's got like a, a neck, middle neck wrapped around him and they're kind of just writhing a little bit. And like in this poster, like look at that knee. You see that knee up? Like... I just feel like if computers weren't controlling oh. Ghidorah, maybe they'd have something else going. And maybe this is like <laughs> kinda unfortunate.
1: That's true. That is that I've never I've I had this poster on my phone for like a while and uh I never noticed how like snugly mm. Ghidorah is getting with him. Even
0: the top just right just looks like probably. a neck nibble,
1: you know what I mean? Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> I don't know, maybe it's just me. Could be could be projecting. No, I think-
1: I think you're right. I don't know. Again, I think thinking of Ghidorah as some sort of fetish object is like the <laughs> the way the lens to view him through, and uh this poster kind of emphasizes that. Totally.
2: Just imagine what you could do with three heads. Wow.
0: <laughs> three heads and no genitals on anybody. They're, the top <laughs> the options are endless. Real quick, Wilson and Glenn Chico, the Futurians, or Futurians
4: mm-hmm.
0: did y'all read them as anything specific? Like, I've heard people say, oh, they're just Americans, or some people are like, Wilson's American, Glenn Chico's the USSR. Did y'all um, have a read on that?
3: I thought they were, like, weird I, I heard German accents, yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay.
2: I, yeah, I, I know, you know, Kaiju Transmission, they said American and Russian, which would kind of make sense if you were thinking of, like, superpowers, uh... And then maybe they'd especially have something out for Japan. But uh, yeah, when I first watched it, I thought they were more European-esque. Um, and Glenn Chico is a name I've never heard before. So I not <laughs> what that would
0: be. Not an American name, that's for sure. Yeah. I definitely thought American, but I also just knew the reputation of this movie as being like, like it was in headlines as like, because it didn't release in America, I think. And there was all these headlines about how uh, it's an anti-American film, so that's what I was like stoked for going in. Mm-hmm. So probably why I
1: read them that way. It is fun to have like your big evil villain guy named Wilson. <laughs> <He did laughs> yeah, his, you know, like the Dark Lord Bob. You know, is similar kind of mm-hmm. kind of vibe. But, yeah, I don't know who he was. I don't know what he was supposed to be. Like, my initial thought was, like, he's German. This is, like, there's World War II stuff going on in mm. here. There's, like, some. Oh, shit. But they didn't make that explicit, and I don't understand what it would be saying if they had made it explicit. So.
0: Um, we haven't talked much about the supernatural stuff. Uh, I thought you would be offended, as our local UFO expert, Barto, that... When the UFO came, somebody said, this time it's real. All the major papers couldn't explain it, unlike usually. As if, if the major papers explain it, it's not
1: real. You know what I mean? Right. And I do like the idea that in Japan, like every time there's a UFO sighting, like it's in the news. Everyone, <laughs> They're all writing about it and they're all debunking it. You know, it's like... Uh,
3: this time. It could be at this time. No,
2: no. <laughs> yeah, I was wondering that about that because they said... Yeah, this time you can prove it. But then also the military people said uh, this is the first time we can trace it. So mm. is that supposed to be implying that there have been other time travelers been visiting, but they just haven't <laughs> contacted with the
1: government? Oh, damn. Possible. Mm. Doesn't change anything, though. No. Again, <laughs> we have a uh, stable... What was what, what, what the stupid word that I used? A stable time loop or yeah. something like that? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't matter.
0: Okay, Time loop rule. They said you you can't time travel to the same place mm-hmm. at the same time because there'll be like a paradox. But how big is the place? You know what I mean. You, you can't like. Yeah.
3: What does that mean? C <laughs> or like B neck? Okay, but okay. <laughs> Maybe it's like you can't like come into contact with yourself or something. But okay. godora yes, dies as godora So there's two Ghidorahs now in the ocean. Possibly also two Godzillas so maybe he was just lying or maybe he, they don't actually know how time travel lying. works. Yes. Or maybe he's <laughs> yeah, like... They did
1: steal the thing. They sort of skimmed the manual.
3: They're like, okay, don't be in the same place. Uh, you have to go back to 1991 for arbitrary reasons. Okay, okay, I got, it, I
2: got, it, I got it. Yeah, I mean, they did Didn't they steal those time machines, so yes. maybe they didn't
1: fully understand it. <laughs> it's it is funny, now, like, now I'm actually, no, I hadn't thought about the fact that there's, like, two Gitters flying in the bottom of the ocean, and that is actually the plot hole that's frustrating me <laughs> the most now. There's <laughs> so much other stupid shit in this movie, but that one is just, like, you made this rule, yep. the rest of them, there's less rules that they made, it's just clunky, but that, they made one rule about time travel. And <laughs>
3: yeah. This is the most important rule, we can never break this, and it, <laughs> immediately break it, just, like. <laughs> no build-up well, or anything to be like this in this one situation we can do it. But
2: actually, when they they say that rule though, wasn't didn't they say oh so if that happened, one of them would just disappear? Isn't that what they said the consequences would yeah, be? Yeah, I guess. So maybe that but other maybe, maybe the other dude just disappeared. Just
3: disappeared. Yeah. But if it just disappeared, then how did they get it from the future? Well. <sighs> <laughs> we're gonna have to wait till the 23rd century when they or 22nd when they invent time travel to find out Yep. yeah so we're just maybe gonna have to wait
1: till... i volunteer myself to disappear <laughs> no problem
0: maybe if you become part mecca it doesn't
3: count
4: mm. who knows
3: mm. yeah
1: yeah it's a different guy mm-hmm.
3: yeah at what point is it not Gidora anymore like ship of like the king yep. Gidora yeah, problem you know sh- when you replace <laughs> him with robot parts is he Ghidorah. still you know the same guy
0: same with m11 the 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 terminator like true by the way the i don't know uh merit if you've seen tetsuo the iron man but um we covered that a bit ago the the running reminded me of that like just like almost like stop motion running
3: it's like him doing like a sort of regular run but then the background is moving more quickly to give the appearance that he's yeah. <laughs> running really fast, but it just kind of looks silly. He was just in a harness on a
1: trailer just
0: doing this <laughs> while they pulled him. So
1: I, I've never watched The Six Million Dollar Man, mm. but that's like Same. in my head what that looks like. Yeah, I um, think that's right. I kept thinking, I think this is what Steve Austin does, but I'm not really sure. So um,
0: cold, Steve Austin? And that's the bottom yeah, line. Yeah.
1: No, The oh, Six yeah. Million Dollar Man's Steve awesome. Austin. I I think, yeah. Steve How do you Austin think he was wrestler, such a good wrestler, wrestler. Less than that. Six million dollars
2: put into him. <laughs>
3: All those dollars. I think he actually had a... Uh, he had 300... Or he had 3.16 million dollars put into him. Thank you. Yeah,
4: yes. It, was, it wasn't
3: It
4: was six. Yeah. <laughs>
2: I
3: got it. <laughs> stupid. So stupid.
0: Um, I got a shout out uh, real quick. The lighthouse shot where he's approaching. Godzilla's approaching. approaching. And there's a lighthouse, which is like, how many lighthouses deep can we go in kaiju lore? It's like a reference to the beast of 20,000 fathoms, which was an influence on the direct influence on Godzilla, which was also uh a remake of the story or an adaptation of the story the foghorn which is about a lighthouse and then gamera's first movie had the lighthouse and then we just covered gamera rebirth where the ending takes place the lighthouse so it's lighthouses all the way down folks yeah and i just watched the fog like two weeks ago so also another lighthouse there's another connection charlie's on the kaiju podcast yeah it all makes sense are we ready to do some awards folks
1: i think so i'm feeling pretty good all right who's got some favorite shots they want to share
2: um, I like that shot when the sub is approaching Godzilla at the bottom of the ocean, and then there's that bright light behind Godzilla. It's a great, yeah,
1: ace beautiful sweet
0: shot. Oh yeah,
3: yeah. I just like the the opening because like, because I didn't know what this movie was about going in, and uh, so it's like, oh, what? It's like the year what? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and uh, you know, like the, they're coming up on Ghidorah, like at the bottom of the ocean, and and I was like. What is this movie about? Like what is gonna happen? <laughs> yeah. I had literally I had no idea. Um, so that for me was was very cool. Yeah. So I guess kinda yeah. similar. Love a submarine. Love a yeah. submarine like, you know, moving across the bottom of the ocean, seeing something kind of shot.
2: Yeah, I agree. That was an awesome opening for me. I I've seen every movie before this and uh I still was just like, What the fuck is this? <laughs> this is <laughs> this is an awesome opening starting in a yeah, a year I forgot. Uh 2020 2204 and then uh fucking two headed Gitera. It's like, hell yeah, I'm all in. Uh
1: there was this shot when um Godzilla started walking around. It was really short. And it was really fr- it was a bummer because it was I thought it was framed so beautifully. But Godzilla's walking and what's her what's her name? The uh Miki, yeah. the psychic. And I I wrote Godzilla scientist I don't know who that was but they were in the they were in the foreground and but Godzilla is is walking around in the background and it actually reminded me of some of those shots from Shin Godzilla of him walking around that I I, I just think are like really really kind of beautiful in their own way and uh but it was like a two second piece of film and I thought they really could have dragged it out it would have gone a long way but favorite shot oh
0: yeah um, I have a few. I really liked when they teleported the dinosaur and it turned into a rainbow and then like just fell apart in weird blocks. That was just a cool, <laughs> like, just really dated. Yeah. We'll never get anything like that anymore, you know? Yeah. Um, the Futurians dying from that atomic breath was pretty cool. And I don't know, there were so many cool shots of Ghidorah blowing up the city. I don't know which one to pick. They were great. Like some of the destruction in this movie did feel like a sound stage, and then some of it was like hella sick
1: and i was into it in general i bought the sets there was there was some because it's in the day everything was in the day that you see some strings and stuff like that but that didn't really bother me but the the city felt pretty robust to me
0: and they blew up a lot of buildings like they weren't they were zooming in on buildings and just watching them blow up which is always nice because fuck buildings uh any other That's right favorite shots
1: I don't know those all when Godzilla got double uh, nuked and started walking around. I thought that whole sequence just like looked really really good and a lot of a lot of fun stuff in there.
2: Yeah, and just in general, I mean, like we talked about before, the monsters just so looked so good. So any shot was Ghidorah and Godzilla and Ghidorah strangling, giving a neck hug to Godzilla, so cool, <laughs> loved it. Absolutely yeah. loved it. Great. And any shot yeah, with, was... a, with a dough rat because, I mean, come on. Yeah, Be- true. Better than Star Wars. Definitely.
0: I, I got to throw out also the generic time warp screensaver imagery. I'm into it. <laughs> yeah. We don't get that shit anymore. I like that shit. All right. Who's got a dumb cop of the week?
1: Okay. So <clears throat> I've changed mine because I've taken what you said in Rabbit and and stuck it in my craw. And your what? And now... <laughs> In, in my my, my noodle okay. it's integrated into my everything and emmy is the dumb cop of the week. Wow will you elaborate? Emmy has decided Japan taking over the world <laughs> is just fine <laughs> and her comrades she who all made a pact of some kind presumably <laughs> to to fix the future even though we learned you can't do that, yeah. And she just she just bailed on them, and that sucks. And uh, yeah, dumb cop.
0: Damn, is a pact with creepy white dudes a pact though? You know what I mean?
1: <laughs> okay, fair.
0: <laughs> there is some leeway there, maybe. Okay, good dumb yep. cop. Uh, mine is way less deep. It's the fighter pilot who screams, "I can't shake him," and then it gets lightninged by King Ghidorah's head. Because, like, come on, man, it's King Ghidorah. <laughs> oh, How are you gonna shake him? How you, you can't...
2: <laughs> um, I'm going to go with uh, the uh, two future people... Futurons? What are they? Futurions?
3: Futurions. Futurian.
2: Uh, yeah, the two that aren't, I Emmy. Mean, um, who... It's so easy to reprogram that robot, and they just have, like, no protection. It's not even, like in their mind that I emmy mean, might be like oh i'm gonna put another disc in this robot's brain and turn it into my terminator and yeah they do nothing to prevent that very dumb very dumb
1: i wonder when the word infosec got like <laughs> well did that exist in 1991 let's see oh, yeah definitely
3: wow i would have guessed like 2000s yeah. i think we called 1990s. it security culture before that hmm well, I mean, for your, you know, for, for your, your data specifically. Oh, for your data yeah. or yeah. your Terminator or whatever. Yeah. And Merit, uh, do you have a dumb cop of the week? Yeah, I'm going to go non-traditional. I'm going to say Godzilla Saurus because what are you doing, man?
4: Why are you, <laughs> yeah.
3: why, why are you, you're like, I have to stand up for Imperial Japan.
4: <laughs> I'm,
3: as a dinosaur, a really I'm a answer. natural ally of, uh. Of this this power this access power, like what are you talking about?
2: <laughs> I imagine there's a scene where they inform Godzilla is exactly the crimes <laughs> that Imperial Japan did, and Godzilla's like, oh shit, they did
3: what? They did what? Okay, well I I'll tell you what. Here's what I'll do. I will just wreck the shit out of this country for the next hundred yeah. years. How's that? Is that? It's like he's, you know, he's always still gonna feel bad, like because he knows that nothing he does can make up for it. But he's like still doing the work, right? And that's really all you can do. You can't control like your past, but you can control your future. And um, I understand if some people don't want to forgive Godzilla, and that's, you know, that's your right. If if you've been harmed by Godzilla, that's your right. Like you, you don't have to have him in your life. But he's working to do better, and I feel like. He should be allowed in some of our spaces again. <laughs> <laughs> this is
0: <laughs> this got away from me, <laughs> but uh, that was but, yeah. an incredible analogy.
2: Yeah, and just to put it out there, in case anybody knows him, Godzilla, we do have an open invite for you on this podcast. We'll absolutely we'll forgive you. All right,
1: Praxis Award. Uh, I mean, now I feel like I have to go for Godzilla for taking <laughs> revenge. <laughs> On the Japanese Imperial Army for their crimes, you know.
0: Merit. Who did you give the Praxis Award to?
3: I gotta say, Major Spielberg, for uh, for for telling his his kids about UFOs, um, and thus inspiring a young Steven Spielberg to uh to you know follow his dreams. It's weird how that mo- that show or movie or whatever that came out recently. What was that about Steven Spielberg? They didn't mention any of this, I don't think, which no. is weird. You'd think <laughs> like that would be the defining moment of his his career is like when my dad told me that UFOs were real and also dinosaurs. Um, I feel like they should, probably should have mentioned that in that movie, but
1: yeah, I mean the the like uh, official story is he he watched a a meteor shower with his dad, and that's and, and it's probably because yeah, classified
3: absolutely yeah
0: yeah one thing that we didn't touch on is that like the movie gives an explanation like it goes out of its way to give an explanation for why the japanese didn't talk about the dinosaur so like why nobody found out about it because they were embarrassed that they lost but there's no explanation for why the american military
4: didn't (laughs) talk about it
1: (laughs) like well because they lost too they also got defeated and gave up, and that's very embarrassing. Everyone was embarrassed. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, for my praxis award, like I don't like what they did with it, but I gotta hand it to the eco terrorists for stealing time machines.
3: Pretty cool. <laughs> it's true. You gotta hand it to them.
1: I was going to pick that, but then you gave me so much shade for my for uh for picking Emmy. Charlie, you got a praxis award? I don't know. I was gonna go with Spielberg. Um,
3: you can go to Spielberg too Yeah.
2: no no, I'm going to go with Shindo for creating something called Dinosaur World Um, (laughs) I'm not sure if it was like a museum or like a museum slash entertainment area or what exactly it was but it's got to be pretty cool and then I forgot I was also going to do a a needlessly mean ribbon to um, Emmy for uh, Teresawa asked her like so is my book like famous and well known <laughs> and she's like no barely anyone's ever read it <laughs> it's like why would you
0: you could just lie to him
3: <laughs> right. he'll be dead long before he finds out just say like yeah people love Were it he, was,
0: was the woman that was with him sometimes supposed to be his girlfriend cause she remember she called and told him that if his book was successful she'd marry him which seemed like <laughs> such she a dick like
1: move she editor I thought like, who also was his girlfriend?
2: Yeah, <laughs> he seems clearly interested in Emmy. And then at the end, I think it's supposed to, yeah, imply that him and his editor are together. So it's like, it seems like he was like, oh, maybe I'm going to dump her for this future woman. And then uh, things didn't turn out that way. That was that was very weird.
0: Yeah, it, it seemed like another instance of producers learning the wrong lessons. Like, they were trying to emulate the success of Back to the Future, and they thought that the, like, time travel incest was what people liked about <laughs> right, that movie. yeah. so they put it in. Okay, anything we haven't talked about that people want to add?
1: I thought, okay, so I have, like, a few little things that I just, like, saw on walls and stuff like that that just, like, really made me laugh before we close out. I, I looked, uh, I did the, my little Google lens thing on the the Japanese on the signs that, or the banners that he held up. Uh, and they say, the dinosaur is listening. Dinosaurs are sacred. And the third one, I can't really get a great translation of, but it said something about invading dinosaurs and fallen humans. And I thought that was all really cool the they kept going into a building called the national institute of super science which is pretty sick um and then there was there was a room called the experimental room and the other one was called the other room was called It in english it said super scientific playroom uh hell which, yeah I want to go to that.
0: Yeah, the scientific playroom is not scientific enough. We need the super scientific playroom.
1: Right? Right, right, right. I agree. The very last thought was the, like the first thing, I one of the first things I wrote down, which is there's a guy who wrote a book about ESP who became very rich and I I think that's <laughs> cool as hell. I want that job. Yeah,
0: normally I would think that this ESP storyline was like trying to be silly or just weird or out there or something. But after Godzilla versus Biollante, which was like taking very seriously, these eighties paranormal trends, like playing music to plants and ESP stuff. I feel like this was something they thought could like really happen. Like this was a trend right. they were picking up on. Yeah. Okay. It's time to rate this movie. Uh, for Godzilla movies, we rate them on a scale of S through F, S being the best, what are y'all given Godzilla versus King Ghidorah?
1: B. This is, I think, solid one.
3: Yeah, I think I would, I would go with B. I think I would go with a B as well. Uh, I think I gave it like three or three and a half stars on Letterbox, which yeah, it's like solid. I think it, it, the initial premise falls apart as it mm-hmm. goes on, but uh, but there's enough like fun stuff happening. Uh, that I'm willing to excuse how incoherent it is
4: oh yeah
0: yeah I think I'm gonna give it a B also a lot of this movie is stupid as hell and like doesn't really work for me but the monster stuff is pretty cool and I genuinely feel like the Shindo storyline gives us some of the most interesting politics of any of the Heisei era Godzilla films which like I definitely didn't think when I first watched this movie it felt pretty empty but it Hit me this time, and I feel like it's a solid B. Charlie, you're up. What are you rating it?
2: Okay. Is it clunky? Yes. Does it have square wheels? Yes. And it has square spare wheels, too. But this movie, if you want Fast and the Furious, you can watch this. It's got a car chase. you want Back to the Future, you can watch this. It's got better time travel stuff than Back to the Future. If you want... Cujo? you can watch this. There's a shot where Godzilla gets rabies. You want the Terminator, you can watch this. There's a shot with a killer android who's more badass than Schwarzenegger and uh Patrick, whatever his name is, the two thousand. If you want Dirty Harry, you got one of Dirty Harry's greatest lines in this. If you got one Star Wars, you got fucking Light Blaster duel in this, and you got a little cute uh monster thing that's supposed to be made into a toy. It's <laughs> got everything. This is maybe my favorite Godzilla movie. Wow. Uh, holy wow. shit. Wow. <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> wow, dude. I was Damn. not expecting that. <laughs> Love that.
2: I mean, it's right up there with uh, um, Hedera, but I kind of had a bad experience with Hedera last week, so right now I'm feeling this one more. So maybe it'd be more fair to say Tide is my favorite Godzilla movie. Wow. Hell yeah, brother. Cool. I, I just love the weirdness. And this movie goes in and is weird as hell. And I don't know. It, it's, it's a very, very unique movie, in my opinion. And I love that.
0: Sweet. Well, that's the show. Merritt. it was <laughs> awesome talking to you about Godzilla. Thank you so much for coming on the show.
3: Yeah, thanks for having me on. It's uh, good to watch a Godzilla movie. I should probably watch more. And Merritt, can you remind people where they can check out your stuff? yeah uh so uh, otherstrangeness.com is my my website where I post a lot of fiction and stuff. Uh, I have a patreon. it's patreon.com slash K. and I'm on Instagram at Merit 9 and blue sky at meritk.com. uh I still have a Twitter account. I haven't really looked at it in a few weeks at this point, and it feels like I maybe like over the hump now where I just have don't even have the like perverse. <laughs> Uh, curiosity to like log into it anymore so
2: you're better than me yeah. A very positive experience you're missing out on lots of positive stuff
3: <laughs> that's what they tell me yeah are you planning
0: on releasing that Godzilla and Superman foot massage fan fiction anytime soon
3: yeah <laughs> yeah I'm gonna tell go you. over to open AI and uh, get it to write <laughs> uh, to write that for me um, because I don't want to
0: Sweet. Well, thanks, folks. That's the show. You can find us on Twitter and Blue Sky at no Gods Pod. You can email us at NoGodsPod at gmail.com. And if you want to support the show, you can sign up for our Patreon for $1 a month at Patreon.com slash NoGodsPod. If you can't swing the Patreon but want to support the show, you can look for actions near you in solidarity with Palestine. I know there are more boats that need blocking.